This is your no collusion president. And I'm here to tell you that the so-called trans advocate is disgusting fake news. The following program contains coarse language and nudity. Discretion is advised. Hey there, folks. This is Kristen Williams with another Trans Advocate podcast. And today we have the regular podcast crew, which is... Robin Mack. And Alexis. <laughs> we got it. That's Yay. right. Yay. Speak, when, speak when pointed to it. You will go far. So how's everybody been this week? Sleepy. <laughs> I think the... I don't know. Maybe it's the weather, but it's also just like... Uh, the year hasn't really slowed down at all. No, it no. hasn't. <laughs> and, and, you know, it, it it keeps, new stuff keeps being added. Yeah. It's just nothing seems to be finished. If yeah. You just when I was trying to get a regular day, we looked up and there was a black cloud floating oh, by. God. <laughs> yeah, the toxic cloud. And, yeah, this morning I woke up to a shelter in place. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The, we live in Houston, you know, and We're making uh, it so sound great. It was it was a beautiful Everyone morning, wants to move here, and right? I was like, "Wow, this is beautiful outside." I'm frolicking around with my tortoises, yeah, the and they're super frolicking moon, with me. Final and, one of the year. And then I get told that, uh, by the way, Don't you're be being outside. poisoned right now with Love benzene. Your so uh, in. go inside. Do they turn fit off. through the door? Huh? Do the turtles fit through the door? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, so, that. you know, bring in all your pets, close the doors, turn off the AC, turn off the heater. Uh, if you can, tape up your windows. Find a, a, a room in your home that doesn't have any windows. Go inside that, shut the door. Preferably put a towel down underneath the door crack and stay there. I think we really have to get gas masks because these people are idiots. It's hot outside. Like, <laughs> yeah. We went so, so from wait, not wait. hot to, to like steamy. It, it, what makes you think some of us don't have gas masks? And well, and I'm, what about my tortoises? Yeah. I need little tortoise gas masks yeah, for them. True. You know, that's true. I, I hate to say this, but their species survived. <laughs> a lot worse than this, a lot better than They're us. They're like, we're down That's here. It takes a while to get you down know, this here. This is like worrying about cockroaches and crabs dying off. Yeah. Dear no, Amazon, that, send me a gas It's map. not a huge problem. Yes, it's nice to bring them in, make it a little bit better. I, I mean, you know, Kuma and I were discussing the various merits of the various abilities to filter air that we have. Okay. <laughs> Uh-huh. Well, I, and I heard that. Uh, of course, wait, wait. Uh, let me say this, and, and that is the shelter in place was in southeast Houston mm-hmm. area, aka Pasadena. Mm-hmm. Pasadena, mm-hmm. Deer Park. Uh, it wasn't Baytown, but basically all of the you know like stinky parts of Houston. Mm-hmm. This, this is like uh, the armpit of Houston. So mm-hmm. you know that that's where I live. So other than a couple of health problems that I've been dealing with, um, there's... We uh, can discuss those in great detail. (laughs) we cannot. (laughs) Just thought I'd offer. (laughs) Behind the scenes. We are not discussing my various discharges on this show. (laughs) I'm thankful for Silence. You notice it went went silent. Well, I got my so it, you 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 guys remember um, we were doing this show or we were about to do this show and I got this look on my face like oh sure you know when the oh shit is even in slow motion it's like <laughs> not an oh shit it's like, oh yeah sure. like glasses yeah 
Um, and I realized that there's this chapter, this entire chapter for this book that I was supposed to produce and, and I have that one. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, holy shit. But wait, so, wait, wait. If I recall, there was also something that we were on a deadline to get some writing done. <laughs> yeah, that was a grants, grant. Too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I think it's about the same time. So in the middle of the grant writing, I'm like, I have to write an entire chapter for for like a university book. This is fucked. <laughs> have to get to cursed with blessing. I don't mm-hmm. know. They don't mean that, the same that, thing. That was so, also for, in a different country, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, She's global. Yep. And uh, so at least I, you didn't have to do it in Portuguese or something like that. <laughs> oh <No>, shit. <laughs> so I, I I did in fact uh, bust out the chapter uh, and. You know me. I'm like, if if I can take an hour to to explain something that will take ten minutes to explain, I will take an hour and a half. And and you know, I'm still thinking that you're basically German because you like <laughs> words that stretch over three lines. I yes. Mean, yeah, yes. I've, I've so I I want to talk about the praxis <laughs> of pedagogy. You know. So, <laughs> so for all but, those people who like to get brainy with their linguistics, <laughs> hit up hit up Kristen. So I, I got the the editor looked at it and everything, and it turns out that I'm about two thousand words over the limit. And this is no shock. I, I, <laughs> to you those know, that they know they had some very very good suggestions. Uh, this is definitely not my best work. It was something that I just kind of put together as fast as I could to get uh-huh. it in. And, uh, but overall, it, it, they thought it was very good, and um, they, they are asking me to expound <laughs> on several ideas but that I touched on. I'm are, like, are oh, 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 you don't know what you're asking. I think extra books are extra chapters. <laughs> right. This is you're, going to be a long limit, chapter. But could you elaborate? This makes no sense. So yeah, that 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 was my big news that uh, I got because I was expecting them to come back and say, "No, you need to cut these thousands of words out," and I would have been like, "Fuck!" <laughs> you know, how do I cram all this information into this one chapter without going on? Yeah, that that was more what the grant writing. Was. Yes, yes. You know, you know it, it's like something that's like fifty pages long, and they're like, "But you do have to do a two hundred and fifty word summary." So you know, we, uh, I, I was looking. Uh, so sometimes, whenever I can't sleep, I couldn't sleep last night, and I was looking through uh, my Apple news feed on my phone. I love to hear what people can't do when they can't, or do what they can when they well, can't sleep, because I'm like, I hear some interesting things and, that I've never and, thought of. And then I'm reading this article, and I see it say, you know, according to the trends advocate, and I'm like, what, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm reading, and uh, you know, there's a link to the trends advocate from People magazine. And uh, they're talking about the article that uh, Noah Adams did for us, um, you know, this this past week. Um, and it's about a particular surgeon, an ethical surgeon who was doing shitty things. And, um, you know, whenever Noah was wanting to do this article... Um, there was some concern. He's like, uh, you know, this person uh, might be litigious. And I'm like, 
Oh, Bring well. it on. <laughs> That's our kind of guy. <laughs> as, long, as long as it's fact-based, oh, we can, we can substantiate awake. all the claims. You know, that's, that's what I care about. And uh, the article came out, uh, and uh, apparently, uh, you know, this is something that uh, the, the mainstream media apparently has picked up on. Uh, we got a call from the Associated Press today wanting to talk to Noah about uh, his reporting. So that's always interesting when something like that happens. And, you know, one of the things that I find fun, if you will, to a certain degree and interesting is that we're getting more and more of that with the trans advocate. <laughs> and then for a good while, we've done fact-checking for a lot of mainstream mm-hmm. news sources, and they start to overlap a little bit. And yeah, it's one of those things where I think it just gives us credibility. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's... It's straightforward because they're sort of like, well, these are the people we call when we want to check something. So <laughs> the fact that they published it, I guess, probably means it's okay. Well, maybe they're watching our news outlet saying, I know I wouldn't touch that, but they will. And, and when, so, so, and so I can just do, quote them, and that, yeah. that means they're and, the ones who can see. And when they do, it's fair game. Thanks, Noah. <laughs> right, right. But no, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So what, what have you got there? Well... Okay, you know, I'm, I'm somewhat hesitant to bring this oh, up. Oh, you got Uh-oh. like a little article. So You've sorry. got an yeah. article. And, and I will say this is from AARP's news oh, bulletin. Oh. So, so you know, AARP. I'll give you a basis for it. And you know, <laughs> essentially, I think we've discussed... Baby boomer shut. I well, love, yeah. But, I but, love AARP. Yeah. Now, you can get a membership at any time. You don't have to wait. Really? Absolutely. Yeah, you actually can. But, and it gives you discounts no matter what age you are because oh, you have a membership. Yep. Check damn. it out. Help out the seniors. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm never, I'm so I'm uncomfortable. I'm, I'm, so in, I'm so in love with so, them. So, so, you know, we, we've discussed the fact that with all the fake news and everything on things like Facebook and that, yeah. that we're sort of worried about the people, the new generation, the younger generation filtering because, you know, they haven't really seen a lot of things. So okay. someone did a study. Now, I will say that They did a study with uh, 1,300 randomly selected people, which for Facebook isn't a whole lot, but it's a reasonably large thing. What they were looking at is the known fake news, you know, they were looking at sharing of known fake news. Uh And so, you know, they were doing it sort of by age breakdown. Uh Well, (laughs) (laughs) I can feel the buildup coming. I got goosebumps and heat at the same time. And, and, you know, it it turns out that... There's a fair amount, but not as much as we might have thought that shared anyway. Oh, But when we really look at it is there's one group that shares like, oh, 3% of the fake news that was shared. I'm about to go under the table. And, 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 and that group, unfortunately, was the 18 to 29-year-olds. Oh, 18 to, so I that's the... Uh, the lowest group. The generation uh, what, what is it? Xers? Or? Not, not gener- Xers. What's, uh, what's the one after you? That's it's what I thought their gen- name was. Gen Z? Gen Z? Gen, Generation Z. That's okay. right. Okay. So so, so then there were the 30 to 44-year-olds. Gen mm. Z sounds so cool. That They shared like 5.1%. Well, we got to mm. work at some point. Mm. So then there's the 45 <laughs> to 65-year-olds. Okay. They shared about 12.5%. Uh. You can't act like they don't have smartphones now. They and do. then there's the over 65, which is 11%. So I hate to say this, but the baby boomers are the ones sharing the fake news. <laughs> so, you know... Oh. <laughs> 
It's weird I mean, how, like... Uh, I, I, I almost sort of, like, threw in the trash and said I didn't happen, but... <laughs> and isn't very there a nice correlation between uh, Baby Boomer viewership and Fox News? Yeah, and, and I, I suspect that it's um, the Baby Boomers view Fox News more than any other group uh-huh. because uh-huh. they can actually handle all the false news. <laughs> of course, the, the well, study would I'm say that's wrong. That one, but, you know, I just... Unplug where you need to, and I, I actually had to call Alexis the other day just to say, what should we be sharing? Because I have <laughs> way too many different topics coming through my feed on events or articles or something, and and I do care about what our social media feed wants to um, <laughs> to have shared. And, and on accuracy, accuracy is one thing. Relevance. Uh-huh. To, to what uh, our demographic and our reach can be really wide. Right. So I don't know. Uh, and and, and her, I really appreciate the wisdom. She just said, uh, if you have to think about it for a while, the answer is probably don't post it. Like, <laughs> there, there are I mean, other things that people can, like other yeah, that, topics. That's what I always do. It's you like, know? you know, I'm thinking, well, should I or shouldn't I? I'm like, I'm, you know, if I have to stop and think, yeah. it probably shouldn't go. Right. Well, that's the difference. Because if I'm like going, should I or shouldn't I? I'm like, oh hell yes, yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fully aware of that. And I'm if I write this, well, there might be a cease and desist. I guess we're gonna probably write it. yes. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> no, but that's not what I'm saying for my posts. My posts are like, does our community need to know about an event that's going to talk about sperm access to queers? Like maybe they need to know about that, but also if it's important, maybe. Maybe they can find that on their own or, you know, yeah. Or uh, there's yet again another non-binary tutorial video by whatever. And, and I mean, honestly, like I've seen other ones before, but maybe our community needs this one or, yeah, I started thinking about that. So, um, so I, I noticed that a topic kind of pinging around the various internets that I see is about non-binary identity, yes. and since uh, we have non-binary identified people somewhere in this show, where across might the they rainbow, be? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> from cloud you know, to cloud I wanted to kind of touch base. So, um, supposedly, there are binary identified people. <laughs> uh, yeah, supposedly. <laughs> oh, they're just That's lying. Fair. A, That's uh, fair. <laughs> supposedly, a the first non-binary person Uh-oh. yeah i saw that that was interesting the Uh-oh. first oh god <laughs> I, they 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 did this huge by, by news the way, article i'm older than that person yeah they are <laughs> the first non-binary person uh and they are transitioning to male so they were assigned male at birth uh apparently had transitioned to a point and decided to have a non-binary identity uh-huh. and now they're claiming that non-binary identities are not real and that they were male all along and the only reason why they uh had some uh you know uh it like checked out their gender or whatever a was gender, uh yeah. that they were had some sex abuse in their past uh-huh. and therefore non-binary identities are usually a psychological and, and the blame for all of their problems is that the therapist didn't stop them yes 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 didn't so, stop them to do what yeah doing uh, transitioning yeah 
Yeah, the therapist so, didn't stop them. To, oh, uh-huh. So, and, and the therapist should have stopped them. Uh-huh. Yeah, the therapist should never so have should allowed never, ever be this allowed person period. to... And who published that? Uh, this, I, I don't remember this person's uh, The article name. was uh-huh. published in, the, I believe, The Atlantic. That one oh, yeah, because yeah, 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 that yeah. sounds... Sounds like you it know, might that, be that a has, very legitimate experience with a lot of uh, tender processing and trauma, and then also probably not <laughs> well, a majority there, experience. There's another thing laced that's sort with a lot of hater red flags. Yeah, but the, exactly. <laughs> but there's another little thing about that article that I think should be noted, and that is when you scroll all the way to the bottom to see who essentially. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. Before you even do that, gee, Alexis, um. Is it bullshit? Warning, warning, bullshit alert. It's time for the Alexis bullshit meter. Bullshit, 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 bullshit. So when you go all the way to the bottom, okay. the sponsor for this article and the, this person uh-huh. is some group we've heard of before. No, no, who? No. Ooh. That would be the Heritage Foundation. Oh, the Heritage Foundation. You know, the people who threw the turfs over oh, to, to go try to interrupt gee. people. Why are we not uh, done with them? Oh, yeah. oh the, the ones that was working with the turf that was right. on Fox right. News and who uh, just testified in front of Congress. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's oh, the ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. And, oh. So you know, again, the, consider your sources yeah, and, and know, I, the, know I, the ways that they hook people. Yeah, but you know, I look at it this way. At least they found someone that I think is U.S. based. They were having to go outside the country <laughs> to find people before, so you know they're well, doing better. <laughs> that just that gives me a lot of. I, I don't. Was there a question involved, or you just okay, like? Would you so, like my personal opinion on this? Or yeah, something? yeah. Like uh, so, <laughs> as, trying to stay on so topic. People who, <laughs> topic? Uh, you know, I so people who are uh, non-binary identified. Okay. Uh, you know, how does news like that uh, hit you? How do you, how, if you're going to work with the public and, you know, the public says, well, according to this article, you know, if you're right. non-binary, you've been raped as a child and need to be stopped. Yeah. <laughs> as, as non-binary folks, how would you respond to people uh, who come to you and say, hey, I read this this article and it says that non-binary identities are bullshit and uh, that you need to be stopped and uh, forcing you to have a gender uh, expression that stereotypical is what the therapist should be doing. How, how do you respond to that? Do you want to go first? No, you go first. Oh, um... <clears throat> Mine's very clinical. Okay. No, go first. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's really simple, and that is if you think non-binary doesn't exist, find me something in nature that is binary. I mean, let, let's just go back to that, because we're natural whether you like it or not. The other thing about it is it's actually pretty easy to find people who did things for the wrong reason and regret that they did it and think because they thought it was going to make their life perfect. It didn't make their life perfect because oh. it doesn't work that way. Oh, wait a second. People who have kids, who get married, who have a job, who that take a dump at this time that Kristen. gets up at, in the morning at a certain time goes no i should have stayed in bed i mean you're and, saying that people make decisions and then let her regret them yes oh. and and you know when when they do and when somebody says oh i'll give you money to help you out if you come up 
with do this article the way I want to do it, that's hmm. all fine. Uh, you know, I'm willing to bet that this person got really pushy and that somebody along the way told them that they should think about things a little bit deeper, et cetera. They decided not to because, of course, they know exactly what hmm. they want, just like they know exactly what they want with going back from a transition and that it'll fix their life. But oh, then there's, right. there's this whole non-binary <laughs> thing because obviously some relationships didn't work out and you always blame it on childhood trauma because why not? You know, the childhood trauma is long since gone. You can't go back and do anything about it. You know, it's like those arguments that you have that you don't settle. And six years later, you, you're trying to figure out what the heck you were arguing about. And you don't know, but you're still mad at the person. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and so, you go in the shower and you have the fight. You relive the fight of in course. the shower. But, but and you, you don't win. know what the topic yeah. was, mm-hmm. so you can't fix it. It's an yeah. impossible thing exactly. to fix. And, and that, that's sort of where a lot of this comes from. In all honesty, I find it humorous, except for the fact that there are people who are new to this, you know, especially when you start looking at parents of, you know, parents who have figured out or been newly told that their kid is trans or non-binary or any of the different than they originally planned it, they're sort of in panic mode and this thing hits them pretty hard because if this is the article they happen to find, then they're like, oh my God, they're going to think, you know, that my kid was abused or maybe my kid was abused and I didn't, I mean, they'll, they'll take it in panic mode because parents actually just want the best for their kids in most sure, cases. Sure. And so those are the things that bother me, mm-hmm. but it's also like anything else that's fake news and fake. You got to check everything out these days because you have mm-hmm. access right. to way too many non-filtered sources. Mm-hmm. But The other side of it is, if you see something like, oh, the Heritage Foundation, (laughs) as as the people supporting this, you know what it's going to say. Mm -hmm. And if everyone that these people present say the same type thing, Mm -hmm. you got to be suspicious. Mm -hmm. Which which is why I I appreciate that the the term has come around and stuck and has been lifted up so... um, I'm actually baffled by how much non-binary has been lifted up and accepted, even in policy. Uh, what occurs to me is very quickly, uh, and it does help with a lot of the people that are sort of in between male, mm-hmm. female, mm-hmm. or don't Absolutely. want to pick a box or you know need some sort of identification or support to uh validate their existence in a way where they can actually get support from systems Mm -hmm. not necessarily that they need permission but just that they can finally uh have an id a driver's license that reflects them have a have a support system that can actually get them funds or a job i mean these things are incredibly practical and the fact that non-binary um has been more accepted than say gender neutral or gender queer or um, gender fabulous or gender fucker. (laughs) Or, I mean, you could see how some of these things really aren't going to come across in mainstream all the way to documentation. Right. A lot of our systems are archaic. Um, but that doesn't mean that there haven't been a lot of expressions underneath or included in or dancing around the outside of the transgender umbrella. And, if you ask me how would I um, respond to people, I have to say that having met a large amount of our community in person, and I have been in the transgender community for probably about 10 years now, Mm -hmm. and 
I randomly got to the transgender center that we had uh, through, through a, a barbecue. <laughs> wait, now, wait I mean, minute. we had a social barbecue at the TG Center. But, but it's Texas. Yeah. Most uh, right. business is right. done around barbecue. Right. Well, I right. will say it, it was barbecue meat and uh-huh. vegan. Right. <laughs> so okay. we had vegan okay. barbecue. Okay. And, 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 and in all fairness, this is about in 2009. At least that's what we you told know, Kristen. Right. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> that's probably true. And, and interestingly enough, I knew about half the people there mm-hmm. and I was performing on a stage as a drag king uh, doing all sorts of gender expressions with all sorts of gender expressed people. And, um, and meanwhile, we're navigating what trans was in our own community mm-hmm. with our own people. Mm-hmm. And then there was maybe some whispers about what it meant to be transgender in the mainstream, but not a whole lot. Hmm. Like you were hard pressed to find a pamphlet, you know, right, or right. to Google it online and, and to find anything about, you know, being trans. And you you didn't find anything about being a trans kid until a little further later, you know, um, which is one of the reasons why I participated in creating a book called The Gender Book, because there was it a lot of our systems are validated once you see something in print, once you see something in a book where people can be educated by. But wow, if that didn't open up the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the can of all the different identities that are really out there. You oh, know? I, I just by the way, lot. FYI, <laughs> a turf used your transgender umbrella thing from the gender book to uh, like rail against you know oh transgender really? uh, yeah like oh this this uh like it was like recently? a pseudo ted talk thing that this turf did recently yeah. did yeah, they yeah, show yeah, the yeah. umbrella huh did they did show they sh- it did they show the umbrella absolutely yes. let's just turn on the trans advocate radio your wife goes to the hairdresser and she says <laughs> yeah. oh uh sammy or tom or whatever his name is Mr. Schmidt, whatever it may be, why don't you work on my hair? And you'll see the delight in the faces of these people. Imagine if everybody was this way. You wake up in the morning and you're the last heterosexual person left on the planet. This is an inevitability now. This is their plan. We have found writings of these people and they're planning to do this. They, they, they will come eventually door to door and they'll knock at your door and say, would you like to be a queer today? And if you say no, they'll They'll knock again the next day. And this will go on and on and on. So cis will be a pre, uh, um, a preface to the word woman or man on the basis of you being assigned at birth. So I've had four babies and every time somebody looked at their genitals and their outward sex characteristics and said that they were either boys or girls and nobody assigned them anything at that point. Their sex was recorded. So now we have to be cis or tough. And then this is a really beautiful example of the transgender umbrella. So when I first heard of trans women, um, and it is incredible, uh, eunuch is on there, which is uh, a new one on me. Um, So when I first heard of transgender and trans woman, I assumed it was post-operative males um, predominantly, I didn't really know there were too many post-operative females, uh, post-operative males and they would be called trans women. But now, literally, you can just wear a dress one afternoon a week, gentlemen, and you can be called trans women. 
is, is discussed with the child. We say, you're acting very unusually. And if they say, what do you mean? You say, you know what I mean. And stare right back at them. They say, I don't know what you mean. You stare back and say, yes, you do know what I mean. This may go on for weeks, months, even decades. But you must remain firm. Next, do a very clever trick. You can show them a picture of somebody who's TG'd or that GLBT stuff in a magazine, like Michael Jackson or someone like this, right? Time magazine. Then you put their hand in the microwave oven. You push that little lever and you turn it on. Just defrost a little bit. And you said, you feel yourself heating up. Yeah, it's painful, isn't it? And then just, yeah, this is called aversion therapy. If it doesn't work, maybe you accidentally back your SUV over them a couple of times. How do I know? All the time, crying out, look what those queers are doing to our country. Are you clear about this? It's a little more pain. You ratchet the pain up a little bit, a little more. Maybe someone accidentally falls down the stairs or gets the equipment stuck in the door jam or something like that. Of course, the operative word is love with deniability. I love you, but I'm going to smack you until you cry, until you change. With enough pain, all of God's love is possible. This you know. If it doesn't hurt, it's not love. What's this I found under your bed? The only Engels you're going to read is Laura Engels Wilder. If you think your child might be a red, here are some warning signs. They read complicated literature and have concern for their fellow man. They even like to share. Tell your kids if someone approaches them with pamphlets about recycling, an invitation to a labor rally, or showing any doubts about the fairness of our system, then they should find a teacher or a policeman immediately. If you're trans, intersex, or genderqueer, and are a victim of a disaster, we can help with our Trans Disaster Relief Fund. And if you're going to college, university, or trade school, you can apply for one of our scholarships. Located in Houston, Texas, we hold weekly support group meetings and run the only community-owned transgender archive that's open to the public. If you'd like to learn more about any of this, just go to transadvocate.com. Oh my God, were you able to spot which ones That's were our real? new segment. <laughs> Turfs, I will not let them go. <laughs> and that lady. Haters, I take issue with you. <laughs> this is great. Here's a picture of the scary trans umbrella, and here's a talking point from the Heritage Foundation. Woo! You so. know, one of the things... <laughs> there, there are things coming out, oh, and there are okay. anti-trans laws coming out. Like we have some in Texas, or one that's been uh-huh. introduced. But they're so soft compared with like a couple or three years oh ago. Oh, my God. It, it's sort of like they're 80% okay. Yeah, so... You know, yeah, we'd rather have them change, but, but you know, there were... The ones that have been coming out before this, you know, a few years ago, were going to kill us off, so to speak, yeah, for practical Yeah, they purposes. were, like, trying very diligently to erase trans and intersex people from society. That was the goal of these bills. Like, there's one in Tennessee. I was like, oh, shit, there's a bathroom bill coming out in Tennessee. So I went and looked at it, and it's <laughs> like, okay, here's the deal. The rhetoric around it is like, them trans people. <laughs> Them coming into our bathrooms. We don't like that. So we're going to make this bathroom bill. And the bathroom bill is if you're trans and you go into a She's bathroom her and you strip nude and shove your, your genitals in someone's face, that's illegal. It doesn't even say if you're trans. I thought it just said if you go into a bathroom and do that, it's illegal because it is illegal already most places. Yeah, it's saying that... Uh, if you if you have a diagnosis of gender dysphoria, gender 
confusion or similar conditions, you know, just shoving your genitals in someone's face is not a defense. I'm for and that. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> okay, well, okay. Yeah. Now, here's my question, though. Uh-huh. If, I'm, if, if I'm a trans person and I'm in a restroom and I have the door closed to my stall and someone's looking over the top, <laughs> who gets in trouble? Uh-huh. Well, you know, I, you know, it if, sort of implies or, or, or that it's what, me. Which or what I'm if, like, <laughs> what if they're like, you know, looking over the stall, they're peeking over and then they fall over, their face falls into <laughs> your lap. I mean, you know. Uh, according to this law, right? <laughs> I'd have to talk to Kuma about what that really means, how that could come about. No, I, I mean... Well, there are look, some haters that are doing that to trans people. Oh, yeah. Is that well, what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. We okay. were talking, there was... Because the, there that? are people that are doing that well, to trans people. There are people that are trying to go to the bathroom, and their haters are doing yeah, that. There was yeah, there And they're looking a, through the cracks yeah, in the door and to... And students are live exactly. streaming, like they're being yes. bullied by the administration, trying to get them out of the uh-huh, bathroom uh-huh, while they're in the uh-huh. stall. Like, it is actively yeah, happening. Yeah. That's happening. So, what was it? Six months ago or so, there was a candidate for office in California that was a Tea Partier who thought she might have perhaps spotted a trans person in the stall because she was looking through the cracks and like taking pictures of the cracks. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And and she's live streaming it like, oh, look at me. I'm so moral. I'm looking, I'm peeking. And it's like, no, you're peeking Tom. It's illegal. And you need to go to jail. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. It is a very thin line for when people cross over to become what they hate. You know, like if you're not careful, you will start doing the things that you keep Houston so-called bathroom bill, bathroom whatever. Yeah. It's you know that was what put in in the sixties or yeah, something. Yeah, it's been there since well before nineteen sixty-three when the laws were renumbered. I think it's really and it's straightforward. Good. It says you can't enter the restroom of the opposite sex with the intent of causing a disturbance. Exactly. Period. So. You you guys remember the whole rapid onset gender dysphoria thing? Yeah. yeah one of my favorite ch- things, yeah. <laughs> okay, so rapid onset gender dysphoria is this notion that... Uh, <laughs> this notion that you can catch transness from YouTube. And uh, so kids go on YouTube and explicitly uh, deviant art. And uh, they, they look at... They look at uh, uh, Japanese cartoons uh-huh. and bam, turn trans. And, and, you and know, it becomes a contagion that I, they can catch in school too. I think we can absolutely prove that that's incorrect. And it's different than you might be thinking because I just this just occurred to me. Um, I don't believe anyone or any large groups of people have sued YouTube for this and with our litigious society, <laughs> if there was any basis for it, I mean, any little tiny basis for mm-hmm. it, oh, there'd be lawsuits everywhere. And well, transitioning photos and videos have been up for, like, since YouTube actually came out. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's my, vo- they were here's moved. my voice before. They, they were moved Hormones. over to YouTube when here's it came my out. Voice. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So, you know... Um, Okay, so there's this idea that uh, there are more uh, transmasculine people transitioning now than there were decades ago because of uh, anime and manga and uh, DeviantArt and YouTube and I think Tumblr and that this is a social contagion that, uh, that is just uh, 
quite like anorexia. And you basically have a friend who's uh, trans and then you become trans because maybe you think it's really cool and they're getting more attention. And so then you become trans and because you declare yourself trans, you automatically, bam, because of affirmative care, you immediately uh, get chest surgery, uh, metadeoplasty, uh, you, you immediately start taking hormones and uh, then you're, you're trapped, you know, because you're actually cisgender and or you're tra- traumatized and we should all be very concerned about this. But in the but- world of instant gratification, just getting in line for hormones in itself, <laughs> would, would people start to doubt. They'll whether, be over it by the time they get like, to the front of the line. I know people who are trans that start to doubt their life, well, you know. And- <laughs> You have turtles, and some move at the pace of turtles in the hormone thing. So, if you recall, uh, you know, when this study, and I use scare quotes around study, uh, came out, um, you know, Lisa Littman, we did this, she was the researcher on this paper, um, no, we did we did a, a couple of articles about this and kind of fact-checking their own data what had uh, gone to the press and started making claims uh, that made it seem as if her study was something that Valid supported research. this notion of rapid onset gender dysphoria and that perhaps it is a contagion and that perhaps there is an incredibly high desistance, as they say, rate among this population that they're looking at um, when in fact their own her own study shows a greater than 90% persistence rate so you know um well apparently that coupled with uh a whole lot of uh i guess concern from uh her peers within her field um made the uh, journal which was plus 1 um, kind of uh, uh, look at things again and decide, oh, wow, this study really isn't actually ethical. And the way things are worded, it's worded in such a way as to mislead people and confuse and confound people and scaremonger people. And uh, why, why is it that was so that why is it that that was so obvious to us and not obvious to people who are supposed to do this for I a living? That's called bias. Well, yeah, I think so. yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. And, and I think it has to do with the fact that uh, they didn't bother to look at it. Yes. Yeah, so uh, plus one. Uh, uh, they came out and said, let me quote, as editor-in-chief of Plus One, I fully and sincerely apologize to the trans and gender variant community and others affected by the shortcomings of basically publishing this bullshit. Research that's not real. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, on platforms that don't talk about reality. Meanwhile, there are actual videos of people on YouTube, but whatever. <laughs> So, okay, so the right wing, everyone who supported this notion of catching transness, which is the religious right, the evangelical community, and TERFs, um, have, have, are, are now greatly offended that uh, the trans advocates 
of the world have yet again flexed their muscle and deplatformed and crushed the good science in uh, political, uh, politically correct uh, uh, narcissism, narcissistic rage that's 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 crushed this this information I, from getting out and there's a conspiracy cabal uh, a cult yeah. a, a trans cult that that is running the world and and we need to get together and we need to but hang on a minute so are they losing sleep over it yes good <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think they should lose a lot because if they feel that we are that capable <laughs> and have that big of reach, I'd like to reinforce that opinion of theirs. Right. And, and point Maybe out that, just stop that these shenanigans. when they're out there lying and doing all of that stuff, we down. are coming for them. <laughs> just saying. Yep. <laughs> so here's the thing. Now, Plus One did not... Okay, they didn't totally remove the research. What they did was they took down the original research and archived it for people to be able to what access to as, do. okay, this is what, yeah, basically, Good. we published this. This was a huge fuck up. Uh, and, and had uh, them basically re- rewrite their findings in a more ethical manner and much of what lisa Littman put out this time around i actually support and i think is fine and have no issue with because it's it says a uh, rapid onset gender dysphoria is not real it's not a thing it's not a thing this this research that that we did is third-person research. We didn't actually ask any trans people anything. These were, you know, some websites. And uh, so this is, this is really, this work is really about maybe someone working on a hypothesis might want to think about, but this is certainly not testing well, a hypothesis and does not in any way support the concept of rapid onset gender dysphoria. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think that uh, them keeping the original article and information available mm -hmm. is a good idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that what this sounds like is someone trying to save her future research and academic <laughs> career. Yes, I agree. Which is fine. <laughs> and well, and that goes back to now you need to know when to win, right? Like, exactly. So someone tried to pass something in, it didn't a, in, work. in a time where she probably got I don't know. Maybe she felt really deserved about uh, some <laughs> half-ass <laughs> thing she called research, and then she thought she'd spin off and get some accreditation or something. Or maybe she is a part of the hater group, and they they snuck no, one it's, in it's and that. and it's whatever. That. But like, it world. sounds like it's a, like kind of an apology and kind of like don't do this again oh no or she, university she, she didn't apologize she just said she but made the it, university did right well no the re university hasn't published anything i mean the, the university initially supported it put out a press release and and immediately retracted <laughs> yeah, but, it but but you know what one of the negatives about universities has been that way for a long time is that uh used to be one of the main reasons that you wanted tenure was so that you weren't under the publisher parish pressure. Mm -hmm. But the only way you get tender 
their tenure is to publish a whole lot. But if you got to a certain point, they would give you tenure, and in all honesty, they can't fire you, period. Um, you're, you're there. It's like a Supreme Court appointment. You're there for life, whether they like you or not. Um, and, and so if you don't have tenure and you're on faculty at a lot of universities, the, the better the university is, the more this applies, then you have to publish pretty much something every year. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, eh, you aren't going to ever get tenure. You're never going to move forward, and you probably won't be there too long. If you think about that, there are times when you just don't have anything worth publishing. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, you're looking around, and you see something that says, oh, well, this is interesting. Oh, there's some facts that go along with it. And and you don't pay a lot of attention to where your, quote, facts, unquote, uh, come from. And then somebody calls you out. At that point, you're like, uh-oh, <laughs> this didn't work out really well. <laughs> oh, I would, that's such a charitable view of her behavior. And I would love to think that that is possibly what happened. <laughs> I don't think that that is what happened. I think what happened was that Lisa Lippman has had a long history of uh, working with and supporting turf movements and thought, hey, I will give this nutty idea, the veneer of science, so that well, we can then take it but, to the press and get it out there and scare some there. parents. But, but into, that's the normal turf approach. Yeah. Is, yes. is, you know, yeah, to, so she used her platform and yeah. it went out and then now it's retracted. Well, so the original paper that was okay. that was uh, originally used to give the veneer of validity to this stupid idea was retracted and is no longer considered a valid paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is has replaced it was uh, her, <clears throat> like. She had to do a lot of uh, tap dancing around uh, what she had published and tried to make it clear that this is just basically some bullshit she pulled together from some sites that she was familiar with, uh, people's opinions. And by the way, this is a convenient sample that's anonymous, and we had no way at all of controlling whether... Any of the information that we got was actually real. Uh, Honestly, that sounds like a community college gender studies paper (laughs) that someone had to do. Like they would pick the topic of gender and they were really excited about the fact that this could happen or really hateful about it. Lisa has an MD and a a master of public health. She knew what she was fucking doing. She knew what she was doing. Yeah, but wait, wait. The master of public health has some research portion in it. The Mm -hmm. MD... Probably doesn't. It could have, but it probably doesn't. But and she knew what she was doing. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but again, you know, this is the guy she got called out. That's the part that uh-huh. hurt. I mean, this would have gone on and it would have just sat there. Yeah. Uh, but she got called out and apparently it was an effective call out on it. That's the thing that I guess I see as positive, And that is that we see more and more times when it's like, we're like, wait a minute, this is bullshit. Uh, and it's sticking. Mm-hmm. Well, so there are a few things that I still take issue with, which I still take issue. And I that couldn't is, imagine there wouldn't be. Yes. Um, so fourth, fourth Wave Now, which was one of the uh, sites that Lisa used for her <coughs> research, um, was a part of a um, 
There was a private parents group. So these are parents who have kids who are gender diverse. Some of them are trans. Some of them are not. Some of them are, you know, gender diverse in some way. Well, this is a place for parents, uh, supposedly, to come and talk about their com- complex feelings in a su- supposedly safe space. So, what, of course, what TERFs did, uh, you know, how, how you always hear them talking about, you know, respecting boundaries and uh, respecting, you know, our space and stuff. So, the, what they did was they infiltrated this group and took screenshots of all of these private conversations and have begun publishing that online for their group to kind of gawk at and laugh at and, um, you know, generally have a trollish good time. Um, So that happened. And in uh, Lisa Littman's uh, paper... It says something to the effect of, well, it's come to light that there's this trans supportive group and they had shared the link. And so there's no way of knowing, um, you know, whether a lot of these people could have. They, they might have been actually very supportive of trans kids. It might have not all been anti-trans sites. You know, it could have been this site what what bothers me about that is uh a she had to have uh, my guess is that she had access to this confidential information before it was published very recently mind you on the web by turfs so she had access to this private parents information which she should not have access to that seems pretty goddamn unethical to me that, oh, you would, you would once again get access to so, uh, information that was gained, um, you know, through this unethical means and include it in your follow-up to your bullshit unethical paper and that you would use it to trick people into thinking, well, maybe this data came from also trans-supportive places. Now, that pissed me off. I was like, yeah. God damn it. You just Throwing can't help yourself, can yeah. you? Yeah. You're Throwing a terrible a person. Well, you know, when you're basically trying to recover because you know you've been called out for screwing up, you make up things. <laughs> Plus, yeah, you know, well, but, but there's see, a lot of people that do that. <laughs> you know, our, our president does this regularly. I mean, if you had to think of one, yeah, you know, I mean, that's done it like, like daily. every day. <laughs> yeah, but see, here's the other thing. I mean, I, I wasn't aware until you just mentioned it that she's an MD. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this there, there's something I'm trying to remember exactly what you call it that starts out with first do no harm. Well, I'm sure. I think in that's her the oath she's taken. View, you know, it's oh no, no, she's now admitted the first one's wrong, and so it, it could do harm. <laughs> I, I think someone who's interested, and I'm not interested enough in her to be interested, but someone who's interested should, you know, file with whatever medical society she's registered at, and just, oh, you know, yeah, make, yeah. make her explain why this first article did no harm. W <laughs> Well, W pen. Nah. No. Um, but there's an author. We won't talk about that. <laughs> Plus, there she again did not address why 
her paper when she's been in the press all over the goddamn world, all over the world, many countries, you know, all over the place saying that claiming that there's this incredibly high known uh, desistance rate. Why okay, her wait, paper? Wait, wait a minute. I thought you said the new paper said the opposite now. No, the new paper just didn't mention that their paper has an incredibly high persistence rate. Okay, but but here's the, this comes into the, you know, you got to be careful not to turn a win into a loss. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. this is a clear win. It's mm-hmm. hilariously mm-hmm. funny. And other than just smugly sitting back and grinning, <laughs> in however symbolic way you want to, I don't think any of this matters except that she lost. It, it, it's like a bunch of other things that have occurred. It's like, yeah, I, I, I know uh, you supposedly won, but it doesn't look like a win for you. <laughs> it looks like a win for the other side. And it remains documented at the university. Yes. Because the university and, also agrees. And, and you now have Brown University who's going to be so careful in the future because they Which don't want to do it. And whatever this other source was that published it is going to be so Plus, careful in the future. I, 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 you know, I grin. I went online and was looking at how... Uh, the evangelical right-wing turf uh, contingent is uh, dealing with this, you know, this this turn of events, and it really is. It's all about the big trans cabal conspiracy, the power that we have to force science into bending to our very will. No, 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 no. You, you see, this is where they have it wrong. We seem to be developing the ability to force science. We can just leave it right there. Rather than all this fantasy shit that they deal with most of the time. I mean, and and it's sort of interesting that in an environment which I don't think is in any way friendly to either science or us, as far as national politics mm-hmm. go, this is sort of feeling like we have these sort of wins over and over um you know and and it and it's happening moderately regularly <clears throat> and i think it's I mean, interesting the doctor and it's keeping them up our, at night what and it's keeping them up at night yes yeah uh, uh, you know, like, which i enjoy greatly <laughs> you know like the doctor in the trans advocate article uh, <laughs> no longer is there that's right and it was really quick. <laughs> oh, oh! By the way, <laughs> you'll be happy to know. Uh, so, a, a particular state investigator uh, reached out to us and said, "Oh, uh, we need some more information about uh, you know." Oh, so, can we can we talk to the author of this uh, this article because uh, we are very interested in this behavior? <laughs> yeah, and I'm guessing it's from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't say that. Well, oh, they. A lot, so we didn't out anybody. And you know, and 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 see, those are the type of things where I just find it interesting. It's sort of like, yeah, these little things will drive them crazy, crazier. <laughs> and 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 think what happens if in a couple of years, the next round of elections, it's even worse in Washington for them than it is now. I mean, because you know, right right now, the fact that they're actually having to answer questions to. The house is bothering an awful lot of people who have who have attitudes that we don't like. But, well, but yeah, I mean, I I really think 
that, that we've got to learn how to gracefully win so that we don't turn a win into a loss because a lot of times that's what happens mm. is mm. it gets over pushed and, and it's like, okay, so now all we did was reverse it because everybody's tired of <laughs> all so, of it. So what does gracefully winning look like? It pretty much is saying, well, here's what happened. And so, you know, she had to withdraw well, everything. It, the university is going to be looking at it closer, we're quite sure, et cetera. And just leaving it there. And, and being the trans advocate, snicker a bit as we do it. Uh, well, yes. So here's this data that's demonstrable. <laughs> and look at how they're reacting. <laughs> it's like... That's kind of getting back to the 2019 I want to be in. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And, like, I mean, and, and that, that's a, that's a good instead point. Of, instead of saying, you know, we went back five years or whatever, like, this is the 2019 I want to be in, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. where you can actually look up these websites that are public and see that that's actually not research. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, I think it's, it's interesting because fortunately the people who attack the you know the trans community or the gay community or whatever rarely do enough studying to understand what they're attacking so it 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 doesn't work very well a lot of the time well and it reminds me of 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 hero honestly because i didn't know a lot about politics at the time but i knew that i wanted a houston um a houston city ordinance and at the same time we had just gotten gay marriage right and we had just had Miss So and So all over television saying that she wasn't going to issue gay uh, licenses, and mm. I, you know, I was mm-hmm. like, "Bless her heart, she's just proven oh, everything." That, that oh yeah, she's yeah, just yeah, proven yeah, yeah. everything that we that we're you know. I don't need well, to hate on her beliefs of what God is telling her to do or not do, but I also would like for her to do her job, exactly. and we also need protections against the people that are more hateful in the things that God tell them mm-hmm. to do or not do. Right. And I just felt like she was like really proving the case right there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. here I'm thinking, oh, it's in the bag, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then we had all the haters outside the courtroom saying, you know, kill trans people, kill trans people, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And I'm like, well, hey, that's evidence as clear as day, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Well, but and, then we're, the and, policy doesn't move the same speed. Right. And, and, Besides that, the, the you know jurisprudence system, if you will, doesn't move all that fast. In fact, the thing you're talking about just actually came to fruition, I think, within the last month. Mm-hmm. And, and the cool part about that was when the courts in the state of Kentucky said, by the way, we aren't paying any of your awards or bills. <laughs> yeah, whenever I saw that, I <laughs> yeah, lost it. Up to that oh point, my God. she thought that yeah, the state yeah. was covering her and all this. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. And, no, and no, they no, sort of no. said, no, not really. <laughs> no, you're a quarter million dollar in debt. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That so was she in was in 2014. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she owes all that money. I oh, mean, yeah. On one hand, it's like, you know, I, I mean, on one hand, there's the, the trollish part of me yeah. that's like, oh, <laughs> oh, your karma <laughs> sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> Suck on it. Kristen's you know, having a hard time keeping laughing when I'm looking her dead in the eye. Like, right. There's, there's that part. <laughs> uh, but there's also the part where, you know, it sucks to be a right wing movements well, dupe and see but let's go back to texas for a minute because that's where we are i thought mm-hmm. she was in texas for a while <laughs> <laughs> now the 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 person who at that time was in the position that she was in yeah um right this this happened in texas this also. happened here in houston yep. that person essentially started Tried out that. saying you know 
we aren't going to be issuing marriage licenses. And then here in Houston, Texas, again, we're Texas we're talking about here. Um, a county attorney, the uh-huh. county attorney, uh-huh. sent him a note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Live on camera. <laughs> while, while he's on camera, he reads the note. The show must go and, on. And the note essentially said, you know, the county's not going to cover you on this. Uh, the law of the land comes from the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court decided they're legal. So if you're doing this, it's on you personally. Gulp. You, you can watch him on camera <laughs> yeah. read this. His face sits there and it goes back and forth. He folds it up and says, it's going to take us an hour to get the forms ready and then we'll be issuing them. <laughs> of course we're going to be issuing them. Your group does not have your back. <laughs> but, but the it, thing is with, with that lady was, you know, Jesus, you know, she she was the the golden child, the star of the right, mm-hmm. and I'm sure she believed that they would yeah that they that they would be covering her, that they would be supporting her and everything. And I'm sure, just like you just said, yeah. they raised millions oh, off, of off of her, her. Mm-hmm. millions. But I'll and now she's going to be Easily. the one holding the bag, and that's the way and they do things. They take care of her. I oh, don't they won't. Know. I care too no, much. No, no, they days. won't. Yeah. Of course and, not. And I mean. You know, because they've already spent most of that money. But, but you know, the, the, the thing about it was that, that here it was made very clear to the person who got to make those decisions mm-hmm. that he really did not want to be the whipping child slash poster child for the Supreme Court showing that they actually were in charge. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when the Supreme Court's been very clear on something and you decide to defy them, it never goes well after that. <laughs> I mean, you, you can go back to court, see if maybe they'll clarify. They usually won't. But but just saying, I don't care what they say, I'm not going to do it, mm-hmm. that never works well, especially if you're a public servant. Well, the person in Kentucky didn't care at that time. <laughs> and maybe she doesn't care now. Maybe it's fine with her. I don't know. But, you know, I, I can just see Mike Huckabee standing right there next to her. <laughs> Just egging her on, and I'm like, you know, he's doing nothing but collecting money. Uh huh. That's right. You are the one that's taking the hit. Yep. <laughs> so I wanted to bring up this topic that, you know, if you want to be a real activist, you need to take on at least five positions at five different organizations. You need to. It is your duty. No, wait. To wait, watch no, MSNBC wait, stop, 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 stop. and CNN. What? No, no. What? That was last year. This year's 25 or 30. Oh, oh, I, you're right. You're I thought, right. I thought, Damn it, you're right. I thought yeah. you were going to say you need to, you know, drink at least five bottles of water. Abs- you well, need to No, 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 no. Yeah, and that's and three, three deep breaths at least once every 30 every, minutes. Uh, you, you need to crank it up all the yeah. time, turn it up to 11, be on, and be out there all the time. Anytime someone says anything about anything, get in their fucking face. And, and, get and, in their and, face. And don't, and, don't forget all the fundraisers you're supposed to oh, go to. Fundraisers, that's right. Lots of fundraisers. Yeah, Patreon.com slash transadvocate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, but see, that one, you don't have to spend much time. It's very quick. You just go in, click a button, you don't even and have away to we go. Now, yeah, exactly. But, but you know, I, I think the biggest thing is that this has blossomed in the last two or three years. <laughs> right. The, the amount of topics. And like everything else that's political or has to go to court or anything like that, it takes forever to clear up. Right. But we keep throwing things into the pile every four uh-huh. or five minutes, uh-huh. it right. seems like. It's like advocate and, fatigue. Yeah and, yeah. and and that's what I really Advocacy think there is. Fatigue. Yeah. And most that people to have thing. to, you know, and I look, I look at this a lot, like, you know, 
as I cross my hands and I look into the sky <laughs> to think about it. Uh, just, you know. just so everyone knows, Robin folded her arm. <laughs> yes. so, 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 we, so we know not to interrupt. Not to, you know. No, no, no. Oops, wait a minute. I interrupted. Oh, my God. No, no. So, but advocate, go ahead. No, no, you you go ahead. No, no, we're, no. We're, you have your arms crossed. Yeah, advocacy fatigue. <laughs> I like that term. Well, it's a real thing, you know, because you have your life on top of whatever mm-hmm. your, your mm-hmm. passion is, mm-hmm. and then you have to pick a passion. You have to pick mm-hmm. a seat at the table that you want to represent, mm-hmm. right? Like we talk a lot about trans things, but yep. to be honest, you could really give your life away to saving the animals or mm-hmm. air quality mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. right? But. Uh, and maybe you, you're multi-passionate and, and, <laughs> and you think you can do it all social justice, uh, oriented, but I watch a lot of people, um, burn out, mm-hmm, you know, be, mm-hmm. rightfully so, uh, not because they're not amazing or strong or educated or wanting to do a whole bunch, but it's just, you only have so many hours in the day and you have your own, <clears throat> um, things that you have to look out for and that can slip out from under you if but you're not paying it's attention. it's not only that, there's also, if you're plugged into social media, you're probably, if you if you are the nail sticking up, you're going to get a, probably a taste of that social media toxicity yep. every single day, every time you look at your phone. Yep. Someone's going to be saying something directed at you personally mm-hmm. to, to tear or you down. Or your people or all the mm-hmm. news articles mm-hmm. immediately get skewed to the topics that you're talking about. It becomes yeah. Yeah, and, really and, tough. And I think, you know, one of the things is that you have to realize that even though everyone's demanding that you do everything, you simply can't. And right. on top of it, mm-hmm. they also demanded that everyone has self-care. So mm-hmm. here you have, <laughs> I mean, and that's, that's, that's a lot of pressure. And that's right. Now, now you have guilt on top yeah, of everything. Exactly. But, 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 you know. And you don't win in the happiness well, rate. He's like, what it, are we doing here? Yeah, you just brought up something that I think we might need to do. And, and that is we might need. Have a retreat? We could do that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> by the time we figured out where we were all willing to go. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but I'm I'm thinking about this and I get literally hundreds of well, you know, support this, do this, literally. Uh, mm-hmm. do do this, mm-hmm. you know, petition, um, come to this event to support <clears throat> this, etc. Haven't seen any of them suggest self care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now. Thinking about it, I think some of our stuff we maybe want to start suggesting that mm-hmm. that, that you know, and, and if you are feeling too stressed, then maybe you don't want to make this event. Mm-hmm. And because what I think you really have to do is you have to say, okay, what can I do and do right. it comfortably where it makes me feel like I'm participating, and and that, but doesn't stress the other parts of my life. But self care is so tricky, you know. I mean, it's it's. Uh, and this is my personal opinion. And it's it's so you're in this momentum and you and you just got out of a couple of years where, you know, you care about Black Lives Matter, you care about mm-hmm. you care about trans stuff, you care about all the things, all the things. And then you have all the feels, all the feels. And then <laughs> and then, you know, you're dealing with your life and, and again you're back at that twenty four hours in a day and you know, life is lifing how it 
perpetually does. Mm -hmm. And then you're supposed to do this thing called care for yourself. Mm -hmm. And the same thing that happens with the social media feeds happens with like sort of the Netflix Netflix binging. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you can get saturated with that. And, you know, the same things happens with like, I don't know, like I've, I've personally incorporated a lot of what some people would think are self care tools. Uh, and, and even then, you can still be dealing with uh, the conversation of, is it enough? Are you mm-hmm. doing enough? Mm-hmm. Or how good should you feel? Mm-hmm. Or what if you still feel like crap afterwards? You know, what if you are um, getting to that point of a, of a pause or a standstill and, and you realize like you just are upset with the way the world is, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like that is also a very valid space to be in given the fact that there is so much going on in the world. Well, and, and there's frustration. But I don't know what to do then. Because, you know, basically all you can really do is push and hope a lot of other people are pushing the way you do and hope that things will move a little bit. Well, that takes a while sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, you know, as you said, life happens. You know, suddenly you decide, okay, really need to buy a house rather than rent an apartment. Mm-hmm. Your life just got more complicated. Right, yeah. There, there are a lot more things you have to tend to yeah. that you weren't really planning on. Or, you yeah. know, you're going to buy a new car, your job changes, or or just, you know, things aren't yeah. going well with relationships. I mean, all of the, as you all said, life stuff. All of it. Like, maybe and, you have your own health, or maybe your life is going just fine and your family's isn't, or somebody directly related to you yeah. is having, like, hardship, or all five of your closest people are having hardship because they're in a similar space as you. And then, like, nobody wants to talk about it. And they start, stop, they stop showing up, they start isolating, and next thing you know, the things that you really cared about and the social group that you had in person is now gone. So, Ray Hill, I was listening to this audio clip that we have of Ray Hill. Um, He was talking about uh, organizing the 1979 March on Washington. Um, and so he was talking about organizing these various marches. And he said, you know, every single march that I organized and that you guys came to and bought, you know, tickets to and everything, thinking that you're going to come there to change the world, you're wrong. These spaces are not spaces to change the world. These spaces are our spaces. Mm. These spaces are created so that you get to see other people who Mm. are dealing with exactly what you're dealing with. These are spaces for us to recharge. Mm. They're spaces for us to connect and renew our commitments that's the reason why you have protests. That's the reason why you have these get-togethers. Those are the things that you do because it's not about them. Mm-hmm. It's about us. And I, I always think about that whenever I'm thinking about the various activities that we, we do. Um, I always valued a great deal, even though that I am an introvert 
I mm-hmm. I hate people. <laughs> uh-huh. sure. I, I I think a lot I, of people can relate to that. You know, I you know, but we would have a social on Fridays, oh, uh-huh. and uh, people would come, and there would be a group of people over here kvetching about you know politics or whatever, whatever. and a group over there playing guitar, mm-hmm. and a group over here playing video games, and a mm-hmm. group over there playing a board game, and a group over there outside barbecuing, standing around the barbecue pit talking about meat and how to keep a fire going and all of this stuff. And I like that kind of stuff. Um, And I think that even whenever I'm feeling my most introverted, Mm -hmm. being able to just sip, take a sip Uh (laughs) from spaces like that helps Uh recharge my batteries. And in other words... Whenever, whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed, whenever I'm feeling like all I'm doing is spinning my goddamn wheels, mm-hmm. and usually that that means that I've been sitting behind a computer for a very long time, uh-huh. and that I've been chewing on and dealing with issues that just doesn't seem to be going anywhere or doing anything or going backwards or whatever. You know that that's the time that I need to reconnect to my community in a in a positive way Mm -hmm. because at that moment what's happening is i'm connecting to my community in a very toxic way you know maybe i've been on twitter dealing with people that are really toxic and i've been dealing with social problems that people are having they're homeless this is this bad thing is going on that this bad thing is going on this legislative issue is coming up this is going on that's going on yeah and if that's all i see of my community it can become really overwhelming and feel very boxed in absolutely so something you said though Mm -hmm. and you know basically you were talking about we have socials well we we currently don't have a a location or a physical location, so we don't have socials anymore. We did mm-hmm. some without a physical location, and they, they weren't quite as good because there wasn't places for people to come. You notice this isn't a meeting. This isn't a mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. a discussion. This didn't have, there were absolutely no programs per se. The person who, right. who kicked in the money to pay for some of the food <laughs> usually got to say something, and nobody listened. <laughs> I mean, you, you could see active non-listening. Uh-huh. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. But the key was it was social. And there's mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. few things these days that we're, quote, allowed to do. And I say mm-hmm. allowed because mm-hmm. I, I feel that it's almost that way, where there's no topic. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no subject. There's mm-hmm, no reason. Because mm-hmm. you know, everybody wants to say, well, what are we going to do? Because I have these 17 other meetings, and one right. of them is specifically support this candidate or, mm-hmm. or specifically work on this issue or go over the 10 issues in the legislature. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. all of it is. Or uh, we're planning, you know, what we're going to do in the Pride Parade. or we're, And, and mm-hmm. you know, even if it's Absolutely. stuff that's sort of fun, it's still scripted pretty well right. what you're expected to do, so there's expectations. The socials were just that. It's like... Uh, do whatever you want. Come and go whenever you want, and mm-hmm. and and you know, and and I, I think you're right. Uh, we really, in general, and I, I think an awful lot of uh, the way people interact these days, just because of all the pressures that are coming up with mm-hmm. with you know the advocacy and and activism, uh, we have less socials of, mm-hmm. of any sort. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the things that I found with the Unity Banquet is that you know. I've 
pushing very hard to make sure that we maintain the social part of it mm-hmm. because that, that to me is the part that's the most valuable as opposed to like what <clears throat> other things it could turn into mm-hmm. uh, having a couple more speakers and make yeah you know make, right like sitting and, and listening and yeah and making gotcha. sure that you know maybe it focuses on this or we have a theme etc mm-hmm. and and you know and i'm like well the theme is unity it's really simple and straightforward. <laughs> that, that's why we yeah. call it a yeah, unity yeah, yeah. banquet yeah <laughs> yeah now you know and 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 that sort of thing and and so you know maybe we need to start looking at doing more just pure social but, type stuff but I, I was going to say there so wherever you're listening to this from whether it's you're in Houston or you're in a different state or a different country um if you are involved in a community uh, whether it's a trans community or a Black Lives Matter community or uh, a women's community or whatever, one of the things that we've done that I've noticed, especially whenever it comes to archival work, which can be quite tedious at times, um, um, whenever these kinds of meetings happen, I've noticed that there's an effort to ensure that... uh, it is not uh, a drab kind of torturous right, <laughs> kind right. of environment. It's kind <laughs> right. of fun, lighthearted, a party kind mm-hmm. of atmosphere. And, uh, and even when we're doing things like trying to build the trans float in summer heat right. and we're hammering and everything... Right. There's a party atmosphere, and what I mean by party isn't everyone's getting high. What I mean is everyone is laughing, Mm -hmm. it's lighthearted, it's easygoing. People are making connections that are relaxed, that aren't focused on any politic or any anything. It's right. about supporting each other, being there for each other, mm-hmm. which is the purpose of community. You know, right. that's that's the, the heart community. of well, community and, and, that you. And it doesn't mean that everybody that's there and everybody that's trying to talk to you about, you know, whatever is going to be a positive connection. But, sure. No. But, and, Some people are just weird and awkward. At yeah, us. of course. And, <laughs> of course. And, and, and you may be that one, and that's okay, too, you know. Um, and, and that's yeah. all fine. Yeah, I've, I've learned a lot from I, I will probably be sitting on my motorcycle scowling at people <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah, giving I mean, you I, that resting bitch face and, look. And I, I didn't mention that, you know, in the, the socials you were talking about when you mentioned the socials we had, that you left out the category of the person who is avoiding everyone being introverted. <laughs> yeah. well, not, not that I know course. who that would be. Of course. <laughs> well, in... Um, you know, one of those things that I've learned about the socials or about the pride builds that we've done or even about the unity banquet, but is that some of the people that I didn't hit it off with the first time, mm-hmm. I actually became friends down the line in other mm-hmm. in other areas of life. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, mm-hmm. if I didn't really get a good interaction that day with them, but I stayed um, in communication with them through Facebook or whatnot, you know, we may have started talking about other issues or other things that they were into and they became what would occur as like more of a relatable person for me to, to be with. Um, I'm personally for the, for the last 10 years, I've been an extrovert extrovert. So I like, it is (laughs) painful for me to do like a one-on-one thing with somebody. Mm. I want a project. I want to do (laughs) 
10 things. I want it to be like worth my life. Um, you know, and at the same time, every time I get that need for myself to recharge, I can't, I don't have the bandwidth to start another project in my life anymore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, um, during the economy crash, like I ran my own business. I started, you know, uh, a few community projects, clean up and drag troops and mm -hmm, books. Mm -hmm. And, and like, that's my thing for sure. But at the same time, that takes a lot of time to continue to keep it going. Right. And it takes a, a lot of, um, interaction, which I've thoroughly, uh, thrive in until, you know, I personally had things happen to my family where I was really grieving. And mm. then, you know, the upset of losing policies and stuff with Hero, like I, I did grieve that. Mm -hmm. And until before Hero, I, you know, I found myself saying this um, to a friend of mine that if I hadn't done those projects, if I hadn't run the drag troupe, if I hadn't been in spaces where I know that like diversity and self-expression and gender identity could be amazing for all people, um, and work, I would have never publicly talked to like city council and mm -hmm. advocated for my rights. I, I wasn't somebody who actually thought that um, systems cared about me or mine, and mm -hmm. I'd rather just handle it without them. Was kind of the way that I was <laughs> going about that. And and but at the same time, I'm glad that I did. And um, I wasn't naturally uh, political in in the in the politician realm but it, it, it sort of catapulted me into that mm -hmm. you know um and then I do notice that you know political energy has different energy than like artistic energy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know um introvert energy has different you know energy than extrovert energy and uh when I was dealing with grief for one reason or another or multiple layers I really couldn't go out and recharge that same way. Mm. So I had to find new ways uh, to do that that are different and uh, uh, not necessarily as known or as comfortable as those go-to ways. Mm -hmm. And um, it's still worth it, you know, and I think that that's where I was able to find um, a, a different expression of myself um, that I didn't hate all the way around, you know, and I was able to make it through those days. So if that's something that someone's bumping up against, you know, and it contributes to them, um, that it, that's been my experience, you know, and, and just for another part of it, like I am a sober person and I have uh, 16 years of sobriety. And mm -hmm. so showing up in social spaces that are not sober sometimes have been really, um, tough for me, mm -hmm. but then also, um, co going to things that where people are partaking, however they need to, and there's nothing really going wrong have been another way for me to integrate back into the world and not, uh, sober only spaces. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I do want to say that like a lot of times people have been really supportive of me staying sober in those spaces and it wasn't horrible because when you're in a sober space sometimes you hear that you have to be in a sober only space to make it through right you know um but testing those waters and having your go-to points or your follow-up plan your follow-up plans and knowing that you can leave has actually been fine for me and it gives me like an awareness of like people may be doing the best that they can how they're doing it and that doesn't necessarily like impact me you know in a, in a bad way so for that, I know a lot of people are hungry for sober spaces, um, but it doesn't always happen to get created that way.
if you're creating events. So, okay. So do we have any like upcoming events or things coming up that we want to cover? There's going to be some changes in Houston with Rice Cinema, the uh, movie space that Gender Real used to show at a lot and uh, is going to be um, rebuilt. Like they're going to crumble the oh, building wow. at Rice University and and keep some of the things that they do there and add it to a new hall. So there's going to be a transition period throughout the mm. summer um, that they recently found out about. And so I think the next thing that we're sort of building into is going to be pride Um Getting yep. the theme down, getting the float down, getting mm. the volunteers down, whether you're building the float the night before, walking the day of, it, it's, it can be a lot of <clears throat> and undertaking. I, I want to be clear that, you know, our float builds uh, are designed to be fun. Fun. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> and, and literally, I believe I've probably said this most years, it's like, if we don't get done, we go with whatever we do. <laughs> <laughs> the key is, if it starts to get yeah. not fun, we'll just quit. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's really and all... we'll go with a half-built float. We'll make up some story to go with it yeah. when people it's, ask us. It's all age-friendly. It's really fun. Uh-huh. A lot of times uh-huh. that's people's only pride because it's mm. uh, Friday night and, 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 and if they have to do something during the weekend or if they right. just can't be out in the sun during Sunday or they don't like big crowds, so like it's a great place to come by and just be in community. And, and this year, cool. building's going to take a little bit more than it has in previous years. Really? Because, oh, Yeah. <laughs> Because we're going to have a new trailer. Oh, oh right. It's a little right, bit right, bigger right. than what we had. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. And doesn't Good. have all the pre-built stuff that we had. So, yeah, it'll take a little bit more, but that's okay. It's just, yeah. it'll be fun. Uh, and as I said, if we don't get done, we go with whatever we've got. And I got to tell you, especially if you're new, um, whenever I first came out, uh, you know, in the 90s, Someone said, you know, hey, we're going to go walk in pride with the trans contingent. I'm like, oh, okay. And, uh, you know, it was just fucking phenomenal. And, and, and you know, the, the big thing about it is do understand that if you aren't out, you will be at the <laughs> you end of will this. will be after that. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, cause, cause we, we've had people who said, well, you know, I, I want to do it. Yeah, I'm going to be walking with pride. I really want to go with y'all. And then they're like, well, but nobody will be taking pictures, will they? And I'm like... <laughs> Okay. It's a parade. <laughs> it's a parade. There will be a few hundred thousand people taking pictures. This is one of the largest and, parades in Houston. And you will be on TV stations all over the place and newspapers. Other yeah. than that. Oh, yeah. Other than that, no one's going to see it. And, and they're like, well, gosh, I don't know if I can do that. And it's like, that's fine. You don't have to. Come and help us build, you know. But but you do have to realize that don't don't sort of suddenly panic when – the parade's underway because you really can't get out of the parade once but, it's moving. But <laughs> I want to yeah. say, when, you know, whenever you see all of those pe- people you cheering for and you, exactly. you know, right. it, it, I mean, it's incredible. It's especially like whenever I was first coming out, it, it was I was having a very hard time. I mean, just, you know, socially, politically, I mean, in every way, feasible, near homeless, homeless, you know, just all this other stuff. And kind of walking with the small community contingent that we had, it was like this broken down van, like literally it was breaking down every (laughs) few stops. And, you know, like five, six people walking around the van. But, you know, as we came around that corner and there were hundreds, no, thousands, oh my God, tens of thousands Seriously. of people who were like, yeah, 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 you know, looking directly at me and going, uh-huh. yeah, you know, thumbs up. It was 
phenomenal. Yeah, the, last year was over 400,000 people watched right. the parade. It's not for everyone, and it, it, is, it is amazing. <laughs> but I, it, is, have, it is so know, energizing and so much fun. Yeah, it, but it, the it's, thing is, it's certainly larger than whenever uh, I you know first went. You well, know, I mean, you know, we had yeah. 127 people in our parade. <laughs> yeah, right. As opposed right. to like seven, Five, eight. <laughs> right. If you went back now, like I think the last the last parade I saw you in was in the Montrose one. Was mm-hmm, that right? Mm-hmm. If you went back now, there's there's well. First of all, Allen Parkway splits into downtown. There's two legs mm. of the parade. They double line so, them. <laughs> so you watch a legitimate amount of the parade go by you before you're in the parade. I mean, that's how long they still wow. take. They still take float registrations day of. So oh, it, so even and and it's it's a it's sort of an arranging nightmare. Like everyone wants to know what float number you are, and I'm like, look, <laughs> well, it, it, we have a like. Like humongous yeah, tea. At, at least so they finally started that. listening to us saying, "Look, don't change the number. Just do A's and B's when you're sticking something up at front." Right. Because something we, we had to update people so many times on our numbers because they, then they can't find oh, the float. Oh, 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 but I have a terrible concern. See, uh, for the past few years, turfs have been like oh. showing up uh, and uh, and like trying to stop the parade and so uh, like mom. get mom in front has, of the yeah. parade and start. You know, you know they, there's, there's an area that welcomes stuff. demonstrators, <laughs> and there are almost always demonstrators there, and nobody notices. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and I can tell you that, you know, the the various police agencies that are assisting with keeping things in order for the parade are really friendly, <laughs> and and they're everywhere. I mean. I, I was laughing because last year's parade, I was hanging out for a bit with uh, Constable Rosen and his group. And, <laughs> the, you know, they were talking about the fact that people kept asking them whether they were worried about demonstrators. And, you know, Alan said, well, he said, my answer is that HPD's got this. And if they don't, well, that's what we do. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and we handle those problems. He's like, I, I don't see where this right. comes from. Yeah, I'm just, you know, there's, there's part of me that just wants to, you know, I would pay for turfs to try that in Houston. <laughs> well, I mean, just so long as noticed. I could get it on camera. I, so I, I could get it on camera. It would be really quick. That's the only way they would, they would be able to do it is if they were paid, though. Because, like, we have a spot for... For protesters right next to the VIP bleachers yep. and and you have to really bring your passion of hate and proselytizing <laughs> to keep up with the huge pride parade that is going on around you. you oh, know, let's and, see. And I've got my co- bullhorn versus they do. half they have, a million people. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I mean you, you really have to be paid to keep going that long in the, in the Houston heat. And, and, uh, that's the other thing. That's the thing. It like, is hot. If people try to do the whole thing, if they tried to do the the uh tabling uh what do they call that the parade i don't know the festival the festival, the festival part. yeah um. yeah it's huge it's huge and <laughs> uh, there's a lot of people there so usually are people we going only to do, one or do the, other. the um uh history is there going tent? to be a history tent? there will be a history oh, okay. tent from the last i heard i don't know whether I don't know how we're participating since I'm sure people will talk us into participate. It's a little, it's a, we're a little far out, but uh, we'll see. But there is I mean, a history the, tent you that know, we were in last year. Pride does fairly good planning, but at times we feel it's lacking, especially their notifications up front. Right. And then the whole history tent things, they're all people that I dearly love and know very well. Yes. Uh, except one I don't dearly love. I do know very well. <laughs> 
<laughs> There's always one you don't claim. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But planning is not their strong point. Right. <laughs> and, and I mean, you know, if Robin thinks about this as a person who uh, was trying to be very blunt, and I'm like, well, right. wait till we get there, I'll do this, and then it'll go away. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> what, what people, it's because we know how this works. What people <laughs> have to keep in mind is pride is a volunteer situation. And it is a large herd of people. Whether you're whether you're whether you're the tabling herd or the attending herd mm-hmm. or the float building herd, mm-hmm. like this is a marathon. And there's no amount of telling someone that where they will get it because not only have to you have to be pretty physically able, mm-hmm. you have to be able to be in the heat. Right. And then you have to be able to deal with a large crowd that may or may not, back to pride planning, have planned to deal with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So exactly. that's that's a huge thing. And that's why I've always been an advocate for televising the parade for those of us who mm. can't get there or don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that has been uh, very poorly executed and doesn't mm. have a lot of inclusion. Um, yeah. But 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 to talk about all this, I do have to prepare everyone that, like, it is a large undertaking. It's it can be fun. It's a lot more fun if you plan ahead for what you're really getting into <laughs> yeah, because but, you don't know, you know. But, but and, you also have to understand that whatever plans you make, they may not work. Oh, they're <laughs> totally not going to work because the world yeah. will change around you. Understood yeah, there because it's such a, a transforming situation in the moment, you know. Um, but you're right. Like a lot of people worry about haters, and it has always been a peaceful. Uh, pride parade that they have not had any issues and they have a large support system in case there are any threats and we've shown that along the way um and it could be a, a just an amazing time that cannot be duplicated anywhere else due to the amount of people that are there you know one of the things when uh, i was not in favor of moving it downtown until mm-hmm. the first year downtown at which point i'm like oh yeah this is really good yeah because you can't imagine you know, you, you can imagine the crowds and all right. like that. But what you couldn't imagine was the fact that all the parking structures were completely filled and people were lining like 12 right. stories above you. Right. And, and you know, yes. and, and there were a lot of people, the stuff that were throwing from the float, they were getting them up like eight or nine stories. <laughs> right. And then they were, right. they were relaying them up right. a few levels to right. other people. Right. This is, this is definitely worth the work. It, like I am an <laughs> extrovert, extrovert. And like, it's one thing to see people on each side of you uh, cheering for you. It's one thing to be, you know, walking, dancing, uh, riding the float, which is awesome along the way. And sometimes we do all the above. But it's a whole nother game to look up and see people celebrating. Like, it's a whole nother game. Yeah, I haven't been uh, in a while. And I think I would be, I I would love to go again if we could just get me like an air-conditioned hamster ball to go in. We can Ooh. do that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget that hamster ball is going to concentrate the sun. So you'll be like, no, the no, no. Pink. I said air, air conditioned. conditioned. Yeah, air that doesn't conditioned. help with the sun, though. There are those can, people balls. I'm you, sure you, we can, you can be very something. cool and burn like you. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Wow. So, yeah, pride's coming up. But if you're not into any of that, they have uh, a lot of gatherings that build into it. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a party oh, yeah. after pride, yeah. a party the night before pride the, when we're building yeah. our float there's um, parties like there's oh there's party 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 then we get into fall and in uh, september 21st i'm trying to remember the date we have the unity banquet yep mm-hmm. and i think that's going to be good this year right so we, we have to take a little break in between july pride and 
hurricane flood and then unity banquet. <laughs> well, we're hoping yeah. we can say the hurricane flood yeah. till after the unity banquet yeah, this year. Pretty much. That was two years ago. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like I, we we um, we just had someone had a friend move here, and uh, you know they're they're getting into yoga, they're getting into some mm. of the the build up things that can happen along the time. And and I said I always feel better when people move in during the springtime when things get started, <laughs> as, as opposed to July when people are like, I, "What the heck did I yeah. move to?" Like, you know, and they're like, what do y'all do here? Like, nothing. We stay inside. Like, I, I we mean, have AC. I run into people who are moving to Houston from, like, Minnesota. And they're, they're moving in in late June. And they're like, it is so hot. And I'm like, oh that's gosh. okay. Wait till July. And, right. and then... Right. You have this August thing. It's totally different <laughs> it's than junior level. Yeah, yeah. Wait, level. wait until the end of September. You're thinking, oh, it's time for pumpkins, fall. No, no, no. no, no it's no, still no. 100 We're degrees. Not done yet. Yeah. We're, not <laughs> done yet. We're still looking at her. Hell pants. is not <laughs> done with you. Hell is not done with you. Yes. And, and you know, it, it was really funny because I knew some people on uh, George H.W. Bush's uh, protection team, if okay. you will. And it, it, they could tell their rank on the team because the ones that were the higher rank people who were better thought of spent the summers in Kennebunkport and the winters in Houston. Uh-huh. But there's a team that has to go the other direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yep. and it's like, you know, they're the ones that yep. weren't as well thought of. Yep. So we yep. And Houston does not play around. Like, even our weather crews do that to new people coming on the television. <laughs> You know, like poor little Tiffany moving in. She's stuck on the highway during a flood. Oh, and, we've got Tiffany yeah, out there. Yeah. All, all the senior crew are like, mm-hmm, we remember, girl. We'll see if you make it. <laughs> Where are you from again? Oh, Virginia? Okay. All right, well, just, just hang tight on 59. The water will go down at some point. <laughs> And it does. <laughs> poor, poor old Tiffany's got to like fill three hours of airspace. <laughs> Meanwhile, the senior crew is like taking a nap because the studio was this, flooding, so yeah. they could put her on cameras yep. on you. You feel yep. you're in. Yep. Tiffany, and, you're and, in. And she was talking okay. about the gas pump. Right. She like, <laughs> yeah. She's like, yeah. Well, I think that gas pump's still yeah. lit. Yeah. And they're We're, horrible too. They're like, did you get a snack? Like. <laughs> You went to the bathroom ahead of time, right, girl? And and you could see the panic in her eyes. She was still talking and going with it. But she's like ready. She's like, I am getting this job, you jerks. (laughs) Houston. Okay. (laughs) With that, thank you so much for joining us for another Trans Advocate podcast. And thank you so much to our patrons at patreon.com slash trans advocate. You are the reason why we have uh, server space uh, for this this uh, podcast for the uh, for the website that is now a national treasure. For, uh, did I say website? I meant online magazine that is a national treasure that is certainly worth your support because if you don't, then um, I don't know. Stuff is going to happen. I don't know. If, but, if you don't, then other people will be our friends. Yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So... I mean, that, that, that's like the buttons that, you know, we'll have to do a button section next time. Because, <laughs> you know, like, there's some buttons I'm thinking I want. It's like, I'm trans. Yeah, I'm better than you. <laughs> Just, you know, it's trans better than you. <laughs> yeah, you know. It, it, <laughs> I don't like the direction we're going. <laughs> Be 
careful yeah, the, you don't become what you hate. <laughs> you know, they're doing pretty well. Just, just raise your standards. Just, raise your, just keep raising your standards. I have none. What do you mean? <laughs> raise your standards. Uh, all right, folks. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another edition of the Trans Advocate Podcast. We are a project of the Transgender Foundation of America, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Your support makes what we do possible. Resistance means nothing without supporting elected officials who won't attack trans, intersex, and queer children in our schools. They can't vote, so you're going to have to do it for them. If you live in the U.S. and are not registered to vote, we can help you with that at our site. Register and vote no matter what. The Trans Advocate Podcast was produced by Kristen Williams. All rights reserved. The Trans Advocate is a project of the Transgender Foundation of America, a 501c3 nonprofit. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the Trans Advocate or the Transgender Foundation of America. Police came. And the police spoke with them, argued with them for 15 minutes. It was almost 15 minutes recorded straight of them regurgitating Twitter memes to the cops uh-huh. to talk about how, you know, because this, you know, trans people exist, therefore women don't exist or lesbians are being erased or big pharma or something's, you know... It, 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 and, you know, UK police take a lot of time. They try to work things they out. They really But the other did. thing about it, they don't care about the reason you're trespassing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once yeah. you've been asked to leave, like, they care that you're still there. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and so, finally, they're like, okay, you know, we've been here trying to talk to you reasonably for 15 minutes now, and you won't get up. Yeah, so, the security done. walked over to where the turf was sitting and picked up the chair on yeah. which the turf was sitting yeah. and started to carry it out the door. Sorry, madam. You're going to need to go, please. Do you mind, please? Your option is carry the chair. Just get a chair. Just get a chair. Just carry the chair. Yeah, we can wear it. There you go. That's ideal. Yay. I'm not qualified to manhandle us. Get the police now. Stop manhandle us. You do it. Get off of me. Georgia, you're getting this. Get off of me. Get off of me. Get your hand off of me. Get your hand off of me. That's some outdated that they're using. Amanda, you're listening. Our listeners might not know it, but uh, you know, according to the New York Times, we are an online magazine. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, yes, uh-huh. yes, we are. I, la, la, and la. I guess that's what we, we're not. We're no longer a blog. So the we are an advocate. online yeah. 
uh, magazine. Okay. According to the New York Times. Right. And, and right. we believe everything the New York Times says, especially if it's good about well, us. Well, of course, well. because we are a national treasure, as many yes. of you have heard. Yes. Uh, the Library of Congress uh, believes that what we have to say uh-huh. is so valuable that it needs to be preserved for posterity Someone as part of our it. nation's identity uh-huh. to be there for future generations. Always here. They, they, they Sometimes pre- queer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so Lori Ingram invited this professor onto her show to talk about how the transes are going to come and uh, we're oppressing we're not only him, oh. but future generations of humanity oh. and humanity itself. Um, And the way that we're doing that is uh, we are giving rise to a new species. Ooh la la. Yes, yes. Trans people are creating a new species. I don't disagree. A new species. I don't either. That's my problem. (laughs) Keep going, keep going. So so far, this guy's okay with me. I feel like we need like Star Wars. So this new species is going to be part human and part machine. Yes. But, yes. But, but and, and we're going to take over this the world. New? And Laura Ingram you is very concerned that uh-huh. these transgender machine human hybrids are uh-huh. going to disrupt the American apple pie family system. Well, you know, there's so many comments. <laughs> They're running through three at a time. This is great. This is great. To begin with. Well, Maybe it was just the first. So, so the, the, this <laughs> professor says, just I additional. think that trans people have taken it a step further because they're abandoning gender altogether. Not simply rewriting it. They're basically trying to use social engineering to create a new species. And... Uh, Ingram says their goal is ultimately the destruction or elimination of the traditional family. So, well, yeah, y- you know, not only are but, we coming for your traditional but, family, but if you look, we're coming for you as a human being. Until very recently, <laughs> if you look at a lot of the quote <laughs> traditional Our family experiences, just keeps getting bigger and bigger per week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, but but if you look at the traditional family experiences that trans people have had. Wouldn't be surprising <laughs> if they want to change right. that shit. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. I have to get something. Sends it to my business account. <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> okay. Here we go. Expenses. <laughs> hey there, folks. This is Kristen Williams with another Trans Advocate podcast. And today we have the regular podcast crew, which is. That's you. No? You don't say Kristen Williams? I missed it. She already said that. Damn it, on my own blooper. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, so there's Kristen and I here, and Robin's sort of here. Yeah, yeah, Robin (laughs) just, I don't know, yeah. (laughs) Maybe Alexis is supposed to go first this time. (laughs)